At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Short Shots, the abbreviated version of Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we look to attack another week on the PGA Tour. We are thrilled to have a guest this week to help break down the event as well. Our friend Paul Stone, the Texas native, will be along shortly to help us preview the Houston Open taking place at Memorial Park Golf Course. But Wes, before we do that, let's take a look back at the Mayakoba Championship where the Prince of Paspalum, mm-hmm. Vic Hovland, defends his title with another win down in Riviera Maya, Mexico. Shot a 62 on Saturday. He held on with a 67 on Sunday, and that was enough to beat Carlos Ortiz by four shots. Mm-hmm. And with that, this young gun, a relative newbie on tour, Victor Hovland, All of a sudden, now three career wins, and he ascends to the 10th-ranked golfer in the world. Yeah, the Prince of Paspalum, the Mayor of Mayakoba, whatever you want to call him, Victor Hovland, second year in a row, gets it done down there. And kind of a funny story, he got it done without his own driver in the bag because he actually lent on Wednesday on the practice tee. Danny Lee was doing some sort of speed drill, and Victor Hovland said, my shaft is a little shorter. Try try, Try it with this one. And what happened? Danny Lee hauls off and hits one and breaks Victor Hovland's driver. So he was without his normal driver. And actually, James Hahn lent him a driver. James Hahn, of course, shorter than Victor Hovland. So it was a shorter shafted and a, a, a golf club for Victor Hovland. He ends up using it. It takes some distance off the tee, but he was second in accuracy for the week, which you really don't have to be long at Mayakoba at slightly over 7,000 yards at, at this golf course at El Camillion. So Victor Hovland, look, he said it took about 10 yards on 
average off the tee from his normal drive and then was able to just hit fairways and make a lot of putts. Prince of has putted on those greens. Of course, one at the Puerto Rico open uh, a couple of years ago. So dominating on this course. So second in a row. Now, Victor Hovland, as you mentioned, number 10 in the world. We saw some, uh, or we thought some longer bombs really might emerge this week at Mayakoba, but really it was a pretty star-studded uh, leaderboard at the top. Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Wolf, and uh, I know that was a nice cash for our friend here on Vison, Will Hill, who cashed Matthew Wolf as a first-round leader. Danny Lee with his second straight top ten finish. Joaquin Neiman, Abraham Answer, Sergio Garcia. Also, all of those guys not, uh, notch a top 10 finish down in Playa del, uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So, you know, this was really, I think, more of a more entertaining tournament than maybe we expected as there were some big names there challenging Victor Hovland really throughout the weekend. Yeah, it was. Neiman was kind of my nearest guy and actually he had an opportunity on Saturday, but really kind of stumbled down the stretch that put him too far back to never really overcome the leader probably could have got maybe a tied for third or something like that. He ends up tied for fifth, nice Sunday round, but yeah, I thought it was a very good tournament. It was a very good field. Scotty Scheffler was in the, was in the top 10. So uh, well done all around though, by Victor Hovland, who now is kind of starting to get to that point where he's starting to win a little bit more regularly. Of course he did also win on the European tour this year at the BMW international open. So this is a guy, obviously you're going to want to keep an eye on for the majors in 2022. And it seems like it's been forever ago that uh, we forget a couple guys right there, the winner and a top five finish for Matthew Wolf, both college teammates at Oklahoma state really showing out on the PGA tour, Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland. All right, let's move on to Houston, the Houston open at Memorial park golf course in Houston, Texas. And to help us break it down, we bring in a multi-time offender here as a guest, a long shots, a longtime friend and contributor to the network. It's Paul stone. And you can follow him on Twitter at Paul stone sports. And Wes, you know this, but many people might not know Mr. Stone, of course, known for his excellent handicapping ability in college football, but Paul will tell you himself, his best two sports when it comes to betting are college football and golf. So that's why we make him a regular here when the PGA Tour stops in his native, tate, uh, native state of Texas. Paul, great to have you join us as always, my friend. Tell us about this course, Memorial Park Golf Course in Houston. We've only seen it once before. That was last year when Carlos Ortiz won. Now, Ortiz has withdrawn from the field this week after taking second in Mayakoba, unfortunately citing a shoulder injury. But, Paul, you're there in the Lone Star State. What can you tell us about what you've learned about this course and what type of skill set it might favor this week? Well, first of all, nice to be uh, on with you guys again. Memorial Park, uh, a golf course that uh, has a long history in Houston in the state of Texas, uh, a lot of characters have played golf there through the years, guys like Jimmy Demerit and Dave Marr way back when. But last year was the first time Memorial Park had hosted a PGA Tour event since way back in 1963. Memorial Park, just to kind of give a little bit of information about it, not only a golf course, but there's jogging, cycling trails, tennis courts, baseball fields, one of the largest recreational parks in the U.S., actually almost twice as large as Central Park. So they'll give you a little bit of information. A true municipal golf course ranked one of the th uh, 30, rather, top municipal courses in the country this past summer by Golf Magazine. Uh, $30 weekday green fees. 
So still accessible wow. <laughs> to, to the everyman seniors, I think, can play for $15. Underwent a uh, extensive makeover or a renovation a couple of years ago by Tom Doak, uh, a Cornell graduate with an assist from Brooks Kepka. But last year, scores weren't nearly as low as some people had predicted. As you mentioned, Ortiz uh, from Mexico, who played at North Texas, won with a score of 13 under par. Only 37 players broke par, and I think only three players were maybe in double digits under par. Uh, Scotty Scheffler last year, he talked about patience uh, as being a key for playing Memorial Park. Talked about around the greens being very difficult. Uh, actually had a quote where he said uh, that, that it's a little bit touchy around the greens, that it can, uh, uh, you can get in some spots where you can start play, playing uh, ping pong across the greens, as he said, saying it's a, it's a brutal setup. So um, a course where it's going to be critical to hit the greens, I think strokes gained on approach will be important. Long knockers, though, guys who can hit it long and straight, which is always a great combination on a golf course. They really peppered the leaderboard last year, so I think the total strokes gained off the tee might be another another critical uh, metric for us handicappers to be examining this week. Yeah, Paul, when I was looking at a lot of the stats from last year, this was a very difficult golf course. Third lowest greens in regulation on all the PGA Tour last year, just 62%. The par 5 scoring average was the highest of any tournament on tour last year at 487 Birdie or better percentage, only 17.3%. So this was a very difficult golf course, which uh, you wouldn't expect necessarily with a Muni course because obviously the average Joes can play this course and they make it clearly tougher for the professionals. But did you find any other courses on the PGA Tour that you thought might draw at least somewhat of a facsimile to Memorial Park this week? I think some suggested that play well at Riviera, which hopefully this invitation may be a pre-success at Memorial Park. And, of course, we've only played uh, at Memorial Park one year. But last year, of course, Sam Burns led after 36 and 54 holes last year. Uh, he finished third, I believe, at Riviera last year. And then Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsuyama uh, have both played, uh, both played well at Memorial Park last year. Uh, rather, and also have a, a long history of success at Riviera. And then Taylor Gooch, he finished fourth last year at Memorial Park in the Houston Open. He has a trio of top 20 finishes at Riviera. So there might be some correlation, it looks like, with the small sample size between Memorial Park and Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul. I found that very interesting, uh, but I was looking at that leaderboard as well and some of the statistics, and we know Riviera is a very difficult golf course as well, so certainly they have that in common. Um, pretty solid field this week in your neck of the woods there, Paul, in Houston for uh, this tournament. More bigger names, I think, than we've seen for a little while here on tour. Are you surprised to see someone like Sam Burns at the very top of the odds board and then you've got a couple of other names like Tony Finau and Brooks Kepka that are listed at almost twice the price. Now, and I know Burns is becoming uh, absolutely a top-notch player in the world, but I was kind of surprised to see the difference in pricing there. Yeah, you know, myself as well. I mean, you know, he played, he was the 54-hole leader here last year. Uh, I struggled on Sunday and shot a two over uh, 72 to finish tied for seventh, but you just look at the recent, uh, even though Burns is an up-and-comer who played at LSU, uh, 
of course, not too far from his hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. But to be uh, at shorter eyes than guys like Scotty Scheffler, uh, that is a little bit of a head-scratcher. But uh, maybe they know something that we don't. But that's certainly a surprising to, to me as well. And, Paul, uh, breaking down as you did with the course and, and the top of the field here, do you expect maybe a little bit more of a random result? We did get Carlos Ortiz, who was a little bit of a price, down the board last year. By the way, Carlos Ortiz withdrew earlier today as we record, so the defending champion will not defend his title here in Houston. Or do you think maybe, you know, we get a little bit of a longer shot winner uh, this week here in H-Town? Yeah, I tell you, Wes, I think in general terms, you know, this being only the second year that a tour event has returned to Memorial Park uh, after a long hiatus, I believe there's a above average, you know, opportunity p- perhaps for someone longer odds to uh, to emerge. And I've got a couple of guys, a few guys actually, if you want me to go into those uh, longer shot guys that I, I think have a shot. You know, first of all, looking at uh, Taylor uh, Pendrith, a Canadian golfer who played at Kent State. Uh, he had four runner-up finishes uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour and actually led by uh, three shots after 54 holes at the Butterfield Bermuda Championship and uh, closed with a five over 76 there to finish tied for fifth. But he's a guy who's long off the uh, tee, and as we pointed out, a lot of long hitters uh, performed well here last year, and I see him at about 90 or 91 to, to one, so I think he's a good possibility. Another guy is uh, South American uh, Mito Pereira, who played collegiately at Texas Tech for Greg Sands, he finished fourth in the Olympics, of course, last summer, had two other top six finishes, seeing him at about 77, 78 to one. I think he's another long shot guy that uh, might be worth a look. And then another really long shot at triple digit uh, odds is a guy who's missed his first uh, straight uh, cuts to open the wraparound 2022 season. So there's a reason he's at 175 to one. But Frank Libiota, a guy who had three straight top eight finishes last year at the Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, and then at John Deere, played well at Florida State, a great college golfer. Uh, again, not playing well. That's why he's 175 to one. But maybe he's worth a flyer at those odds. All right, Paul, what about some of the shorter price guys? Uh, I, I don't know if you're uh, leaning towards Sam Burns there at the very top of the board, but let's say from Sam Burns on down to, say, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, those guys that are all the way into the 30 and 40 to 1 range. Anybody, uh, any of the shorter shots that you're looking at this week? Well, I think, you know, Scotty Scheffler at 17 or 18 to 1, he's a guy who was fourth last week at the uh, Worldwide uh, Technology Championship. Got to be, I guess, the best golfer in the world yet to win a PGA Tour event playing his, in his home state. I mean, I think the metrics that are important this week that we talked about, the uh, total strokes gained off the tee, things like that. I, I just think one of these weeks, Scotty Scheffler is going to win a golf tournament. So he's a guy that I think is worth a look among the uh, shorter price players. And then you mentioned him earlier, uh, a guy who's playing extremely well uh, thus far early in the season, Matthew Wolf. Uh, he's a guy who's been obviously a little bit of an enigma, uh, been wildly inconsistent at times. But again, he's off to a great start to the 2022 season, uh, off a top five at the Worldwide Technology Championship where he led after 36 holes. Uh, had a second, I think, the week before that at Shriners, so off back-to-back top five finishes. And before that, finished tied for 17th at Sanderson Farms, seeing Wolf around 35-1. to 1. So I think Matthew Wolf's another golfer 
uh, who's worth a look at 35 to 1 to win this week. And, uh, Paul, uh, look, uh, we only have one tournament, as you mentioned, here at this golf course. So, looking at my handy-dandy Don Best screen here, slim pickings on the matchup. A lot shorter columns on matchups this week. Anybody that you found an advantage maybe going against, though, in the matchup market this week? Well, I saw one matchup, and again, I know, you know, depending on which – books that people have access to, to access to rather some might not have access to this one but i'm looking at uh seamus power at minus 114 over lanto griffin you know power's a guy who's opened the 2022 wraparound season in fine form finished tied for 11th uh, last week at the the worldwide then was tied for 12th at the uh, butterfield tournament tied for 21st before that at shriners and he really started playing well last year um, about the uh, Byron Nelson. I think he finished in the top 10 there, maybe tied for ninth, it seems like. Had four top 10 finishes last year, and then he finally recorded that first PGA Tour victory at the Barbasol Championship in that memorable uh, six-hole sudden-death playoff win over J.T. Poston that was one of the more entertaining uh, Sunday afternoons for my money in the entire season. So Seamus Power at minus 114, uh, over Lanto Griffin is a matchup that I've taken this week. Very good, Mr. Stone. We sure appreciate you joining us as always. You enjoy the Houston Open and uh, Happy New Year to you. We'll probably do this again when uh, the Colonial comes up on the PGA Tour schedule. Good deal. Always great being on with you guys and uh, have a great uh, weekend of college football, college basketball, golf, and all the other sports that we have converging right now. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Paul. Bet. All right, that is Paul Stone. Again, follow him on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. You can catch him here on the network quite often as he contributes both college football and golf for us. Uh, appears with uh, Mitch and Polly quite a bit on Follow the Money. Uh, Wes, the European Tour making their way to Dubai for the Dubai Championship this week at the Fire Course. I love the Fire Course name there. A uh, handful of big names in the field. What have you got going this week across the pond? Yeah, and the it's not going to be known as the European Tour much longer. It's going to be called the DP Tour who sponsors the World Tour Championship, which is the finale for the race to Dubai next week. But we do have the Avig Clinics Dubai Championship here. Portugal Masters, of course, was last week. Thomas Peters broke a two-year winning drought, 22-1. to Two-shot winner in that field. So top of the field this week is Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, 11-1. to Bern Wiesberger, about 16. Matt Wallace, 22-1. to Minwoo Lee, 25-1. to Those were the top five on the board. So this is going to be, as you mentioned, the fire course at Jumariah Golf Estates, which is a luxury community over in Dubai designed by Greg Norman. Actually, both of these courses, 7,400 180-yard par 72, pretty attackable course. I, I, last year, the winning score, I believe, was 25 under here from Antoine Rosner, who won this as a 50-1. to one. Andy Sullivan shot a 61 in the first round for the course record of last year's tournament. So, look, it's going to be a lot of birdies here. I looked at off the tee and approach, basically. I didn't delve deep too much into the stats here because you kind of have some limited stats for the European tour, but real quick who I landed on Dean Burmester, 28 to one actually won last weekend, but won in his native South Africa on the sunshine tour for the South African PGA championship Won earlier this spring over at the Tenerife open on the Canary islands. So 
two wins so far this calendar year for Dean Burmaster. One of the bigger hitters on the European Tour. He ranked second in driving distance behind his South African mate Wilco Neighbor. So this guy's a big hitter, much like Rosner was last year. And he's got pretty good Middle East form with seventh in Abu Dhabi back in 2017, third in Dubai Desert Classic in 2020, 11th in Saudi Arabia in 2020, fourth twice at the neighboring Earth course here. They're, of course, playing the fire course, but it's on the same property here as your Mariah Golf Estates in 2017 and 2018. So good Middle East record. And that's kind of what I looked at this week. Guys that have played well in some of these Middle East tournaments. Another guy has is Victor Perez at 40 to 1. T8 last week in Portugal was second in the field for strokes gained putting. Good pedigree in the Middle East. He's got a second in Abu Dhabi in 2020, a fourth earlier this year in Saudi Arabia, a seventh at the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai last year, and also was second in the Challenge Tour Grand Final back in 2018 in the United Arab Emirates, where, of course, Dubai is. So Victor Perez, 40 to 1, Sean Crocker, 55 to 1. Only player in this field that ranks top 10 in strokes gained off the tee and approach on the European Tour, third on the European Tour for GIR. So you're asking, well, why the heck doesn't he win if he strikes the ball that well? He's not a very good putter. He's 175th on the European Tour. However, if you look at last year's winner, Antoine Rosner from France, he rated kind of near the bottom of the category in putting, too. So, look, it just takes one week. But that's why you see Crocker at this longer of a price where he should be a lot shorter based on how he hits it off the tee and also with the irons. Adrian Moronk, 66-1. to A player like Rosner last year, really good off the tee. Second in this week's field for stroke gained off the tee. Also had... Uh, Three top three finishes on the European Tour this season, including in Italy just five starts ago. Chorborn Olsen, 80-1. to one, uh, And he had a rough patch earlier this fall, and we missed six straight cuts, but he's made the last two at Valderrama in Portugal. Good history in the Middle East. Got runner-up finishes in Abu Dhabi in Qatar, plus another third in Qatar, and also four top tens over his career at the Dubai Desert Classic. And then the last one, Alejandro Canizares on 100-1. Two third-place finishes in the latter part of this season, which are his best finishes overall anywhere in the world since 2016. One of the better iron players in the field. Ninth this week for strokes gain approach. Good Middle East pedigree, as I mentioned. 2014 won the Trophée Hassan in Morocco. T5 in Abu Dhabi back in 2016. A top five in Qatar in 2014. And also another top ten there in 2015. Yeah, Thorbjorn Olesen, uh, gosh, it wasn't that long ago. I want to say maybe five years ago or something where that guy was threatening to be one of the uh, very top players in the world. Looked like he was getting ready to win a major, and then he got into some personal issues, uh, got into trouble a little bit, but uh, making his way back. And uh, I also took a look at John Crocker and then another American that spends most of his time on the European tour. Uh, John Catlin, who I believe uh, you have used uh, in a couple of victorious future plays yourself, Mr. Reynolds. Um, all right, let's get to our uh, plays for the Houston Open, and I will start with mine. Um, I went with Sunjay M, Wes. I, I didn't go to the very top of the board with Sam Burns, um, and, and boy, it, it's hard to ignore Sam Burns because we talked about it with Paul. He's absolutely 
what, becoming one of the very best players in the world. And it wouldn't surprise me if he won here. Um, but I wanted a little longer shot than that. And so I went with Sun JM, got him at 24 to one, uh, good wind player. We've seen him perform very well on difficult golf courses. You know, he, he performs well just about anywhere. He's that good of a player, but he got a win at the Honda classic. And we know that's one of the toughest courses on tour where you also do get some wind. It looks like we'll have a little bit of breeze here in Houston, expecting some clouds and maybe some showers earlier in the week. And then the wind is uh, calming down. It looks like over the weekend, but uh, you never know down there in Texas. And I like Sunjay uh, for his ability to do both there, play in the wind and play tough golf courses. And I think it's been pretty well established, you know, only in its second year, it does seem like Memorial park is definitely a difficult golf course. Uh, Brooks Kepka, I, I just couldn't ignore him here, Wes. I mean, I, I hate to go down that street where, okay, hey, the guy helped design the course, you know, sometimes I think that might come to backfire on a guy because that, that comes with expectations, but I couldn't ignore him at 31 to one. Uh, he has had success here in the state of Texas in the past. So took a shot with Brooks, uh, did go with Cameron Smith at 24 to one, kind of like Sun JM. These guys are, you know, brothers. They seem to just finish one and two at, uh, Augusta national. They're always in contention at, Riv at Riviera. It seems Cam Smith, I believe you were on him at Riviera for the Genesis possibly last Last year when uh, Tony Finau, or excuse me, uh, Max Homa ended, the, ended up winning that in a playoff over Tony Finau. But Cam Smith, also Australians. Australians play very well in windy conditions. And Cameron Smith has shown that he can play very well on difficult golf courses. So took a shot with him at 24 to one uh, Maverick McNeely. I landed on at 40 to one. And this is more of a current form play here. Wes, this guy's really been playing well all the way back to September when he finished second in Napa. And then, you know, a lot of people were on him when he played here in Las Vegas. And I felt that was going to be kind of a pressure cooker, a home game. He still didn't do too poorly. He's played well the last couple of weeks away from home. So, you know, this guy's still looking for his first uh, career tour victory, but I think he's getting awful close to kicking down the door. And, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Wes, that Maverick McNeely would be, you know, listed at a hundred to one, but obviously the odds makers are understanding that this guy's becoming a much better player here in the last three or four months and deserve it of shorter odds. So 40 to one, I thought was still a pretty good price. And then I was able to get a really good price on another Australian that is a very good, difficult golf course player, plays well in the state of Texas, has played well at Riviera, and we know Australians play in the wind very well. And, and this guy does especially. We've seen him play well at the British Open. That's Mark Leishman. I got Mark Leishman at 73 to one. So there's my five pack there for outrights at the Houston. Yeah, Brady. And I ended up going with a couple shorts, a couple middles, and then about three bombs here. I'll start with the first one, the shortest guy. I could have picked Sam Burns and look, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins here. Obviously was the 54 hole leader last year and he's the shortest price and he popped on a lot of the stat models, but I went ahead and went with the other guy just below him. Scotty Scheffler, 18 to one seems to be a matter a time before he's going to get a win. He was fourth last week at Mayakoba. Was only T32 here last year, the first time at Memorial Park, but did close with the final round 65. No reason to think that he can't find a couple lower rounds this week on a tough course. I'm on Cameron Smith also with you, 25 to 1. Historically, a good player in the fall. He's only played one time this season. That was out here at the CJ Cup where he finished ninth. But if you look, all of his wins 
basically, you know, come on Bermuda grass. The two in New Orleans, two Australian PGA championships, also the Sony Open at Wileye in 2020. All of them come on Bermuda. And then, like I mentioned, he's a very good fall player, has a lot of top five finishes. Remember in 2020, he was second to Dustin Johnson at the Masters. So this is a guy this time of year seems to play very well. Adam Scott, another Aussie, 33 to one. Mm -hmm. If he would have putted at least somewhat decent, he'd have won the Wyndham Championship and you wouldn't have had like that six or seven way playoff, however many were in there. But it's been the best part of his game in recent months. He's eighth in the field this week for strokes gain putting overall for the last 36 rounds pretty good bet on more difficult setups where you got to hit a lot of quality long iron shots because you got a lot of long par fours this week you got three of them over 500 yards I mentioned when we were talking to Paul the par five scoring average was actually the toughest of any event on tour last year he's won four times in Texas won the Houston Open albeit on a different course at the golf club at Houston back in 2007 but has a good history in the Lone Star State Seamus Power 45 to 1 First time tour winner earlier this summer at the Barbasol. And actually, if you look over the course of the last 36 rounds, he is number one in the field for total strokes gained. So this guy has maintained good form ever since he got that win. Jonathan Vegas, 90 to 1. I used him last week and he missed the cut, but he just popped in some of the in some of the stat models. I think he's been playing really good golf over the last few months. Only player in this week's field who actually rates both top 10 for off the tee and strokes gained approach. So just got to make some putts. He didn't really do so in Mayakoba last week. Maybe this will be better this time around. And then the two real long bombs, Keith Mitchell, 150 to one. Missed the cut badly here last year. Shot 78-76 over the first two rounds. Much better form this time around. Finished tied for third at the CJ Cup right out here at the Summit Club in Las Vegas. Got two other top eights in his last seven events, a fifth at the 3M and eighth at the Northern Trust. So Keith Mitchell, guy hits it pretty big off the tee and really is up there usually in strokes gained off the tee. I liked him at 150 to one. And then maybe a narrative street play here. James Hahn, 170 to one. Maybe he's going to get paid back with the win since he let in Victor Hovland, his driver that we talked about earlier. And Victor Hovland went ahead and won down there at El Camillion with it. 171 for Jimmy Hahn made six or seven cuts here in Houston and he comes in on solid enough form he's got a 15th and a 27th his last two starts actually probably should have knocked on the door for the top 10 at Mayakoba but bogeyed his last three holes it would have probably gotten him in the top 10 but nevertheless he finished t27 so you know when you're getting that big of a price on somebody it's like you got to do like a little narrative street type of deal so maybe maybe the golfing gods are going to pay him back for lending Victor Hovland that winning driver last week in Mexico yeah, we'll see if the stars align. It wouldn't be a week on the PGA Tour without Wes uh, making a storyline play. And, hey, sometimes those work out. Uh, I meant to mention this during your piece on the European Tour, Wes, but uh, I don't know if you saw our good buddy Dave Tindall sent out a tweet earlier this week about the Dubai tournament. Uh, this week's Dubai event is at the fire course. Next week's Dubai event is at the earth course. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to December's Boogie Wonderland opened on the wind course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to cover all the elements here, man. Uh, so, Earth, uh, wind, and fire. And uh, then, of course, he got a uh, reply from somebody that said, uh, the only thing you're missing, Dave, is they should all be played in 
September. So uh, <laughs> some good uh, play on words there. Dave Tyndall at Dave well Tyndall done. Golf is where you can. Yeah, very well done. At Dave Tyndall Golf is where you can follow him on Twitter. And of course, uh, another frequent contributor here on Visa. And we'll have him back for one of the majors this year. Usually joins us prior to the Masters. So that is going to do it for the Houston Open. Enjoy the golf this week. And thank you for tuning in. Next week, we go to Sea Island, Georgia for the RSM Classic. Matt Eumann would be thrilled to know that that will be two golf courses in a row on tour that I have played. Enjoy the Houston Open. Thanks for tuning in to VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.